0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. It's always an honor. Today is Tuesday, September the 20th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. In 1519, today, Portuguese explorer Ferdinand Magellan and his crew set out from Spain on five ships to find a western passage to the Spice Islands. Magellan was killed en route, but one of his ships eventually circumnavigated the globe, first time, as far as anyone knew, the first time that a ship had done that. Today, in 1952, scientists confirmed that DNA holds hereditary data. In 19 today, in 1967, the cannard liner RMS Queen Elizabeth II was christened by Britain's Queen Elizabeth II in Clydebank, Scotland. That would be the late Queen Elizabeth the second. Today in 1995 in a move that stunned Wall Street, AT&T Corporation announced it was splitting into three different com- companies. Today in 2000, independent counsel Robert Ray announced the end of the Whitewater investigation. He said there was insufficient evidence to warrant charges against President and Mrs. Clinton. Of course, Today in 2001, President George W. Bush announced a new cabinet-level office to fortify Homeland Security and named Pennsylvania Governor Tom Ridge its director. And today in 2011, repeal of the U.S. military's 18-year-old don't-ask-don't-tell policy took effect. That allowed gay and lesbian service members to serve openly, with pride, Most Democrats believe that there are tens of millions of dangerous mega-make-America-great-again Republicans. A Harvard-Caps-Harris poll released in September found that America is divided over that issue. The survey followed President Biden's angry speech in which he demonized millions of Americans deeming MAGA Republicans. You remember that speech. I talked about it on this program. He characterized Americans as a great threat to the very foundations of our republic. The poll asked voters, the Harvard poll asked voters, do you think that there are tens of millions of dangerous MAGA Republicans backing violence and trying to overthrow the Constitution, or is that a gross exaggeration and distortion? Well, a majority across the board, 54%, said that that characterization is a gross exaggeration, 46%, almost half. They believe there are, in fact, tens of millions of dangerous MAGA Republicans. But what is more, nearly three-quarters of Democrats, 73%, who identify as a Democrat, tend to believe Biden's divisive rhetoric concluding that there are literally tens of millions of dangerous MAGA Republicans who are overtly, quote, backing violence, trying to overthrow the Constitution. Forty-two percent of independents agree with the majority of Democrats. Even 20 percent of Republicans said they believe that people who voted for Trump are trying to overthrow or destroy the Constitution. This survey was not taken a year or so ago. It was taken September 7 and 8, just a couple of weeks ago. It's amazing how the people's minds in America have been reshaped by the constant uh, drumbeat of this message that is simply... Not true, this message that simply doesn't even stand the smell test, as they say, much less the test of facts. Facebook has been spying on private messages and data of American users, reporting them to the FBI if they express any anti government or anti authority sentiments. This is how we got to this point. Facebook and probably other social media as well but Facebook has admitted I mean they've the lights been turned on on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg on this question of government surveillance on people whom they think are part of this massive millions, tens of millions of people who voted for Trump they are trying to overthrow the Constitution of the United States, and bring down the country, when in fact the left's policies are doing that every day in front of our eyes. The left has, to some degree, based on these responses, successfully created a new reality. A new leftist, humanist, cultural Marxist reality. While they're spying on people, they're accusing people, the people they're spying on, of trying to bring down the country, and yet there are no people to be found that they've even charged. They've just been investigating. Hundreds, probably thousands of Americans. It's concerning when we begin to see what is really happening in front of our eyes. In fact, it can set off panic, and you're person's heart and their mind start thinking, man, who can I trust? I mean, who is telling the truth out there? Well, a lot of people claim to be. In fact, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden made this statement just, I was off last week, so I think it was the week before that, but I I, I couldn't, I, I saw this, and I had to look at it again, and I thought, did he actually say that? Yeah, he did. He said, Within the last couple of weeks, I don't know which day he said this, but he said, somebody asked him, they said, are you concerned about Hunter, about your son Hunter, and this movie that's out there, My Son Hunter, and so on. It's very uh, revealing, and it's factually based. And there's millions of people looking at it. I think it's only on streaming right now, but I haven't seen it, but I'm going to. But anyway, he, President Biden's response was, he said, there's not, a, I'm quoting him, There's not a single thing that I've observed at all that would affect me or the United States relative to my son, Hunter. In other words, everything is just fine. He's not doing anything wrong. As the family, not just Hunter, but the family. President Biden and James and the sister, can't remember her name at the moment, but man, they're taking in millions of dollars. And it's verified. I mean... Hunter is the point guy, and he's making the money. And yet everything is just fine. There's no problem. What are you concerned about? He has a right to earn a living, and on and on it goes. We get to this point where all of a sudden we think, is it me? Am I the only one that thinks maybe some of this stuff is wrong? The Bible speaks to these kinds of moments. One of my favorite verses I quote it to myself often, and have throughout my life of ministry. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. The reason God tells us not to lean to our own understanding is because our own understanding can be bent, and it can be twisted. We can be led to believe something that isn't true, even though we're well-meaning. People who love the Lord can be led to believe something that isn't true. That's why the Bible says to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Psalm Psalm 32, verse 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 50, verse 7, for the Lord God will help me therefore I will not be confounded or confused. Therefore have I set my face like a flint like I know I know the truth because God gives me the truth. Jesus is the truth. And I know Jesus personally. And I know that I shall not be ashamed or taken in. The Bible, and there are many other verses, but those are particularly important to me because I've kept them very close to my heart and my mind throughout the years because it's so easy to be misled. So easy. Facebook has stopped buying on these private messages and data of American users, reporting them to the FBI if they express any anti-government or anti-authority sentiments. In other words, anybody that is expressing any concern about, particularly about, This 2020 election, more than two years ago, or almost two years ago now, anybody on social media, on Facebook, that's talking about that or expressing concern about it, say, well, I don't know about that, boom, the FBI, the Facebook reports it, and the FBI investigates it. They send it out to a field office. All of this is being done, according to the authorities that are looking into this, and they are, is being done outside the legal process without probable cause. Facebook provides the FBI with private conversations, which are protected by the First Amendment, without any subpoena. But they get around to the subpoena later on because they are skirting the law to observe and ultimately contact people whom they say could be a threat to our government to our constitution and how is that person identified that person is identified by the FBI by Facebook first and then they pass that name to the to the FBI because they may express some concerns about the 2020 election, these private uh, messages are the, they're farmed out to as leads to the FBI offices around the country, which subsequently request subpoenas from the partner, their partner, the U.S. Attorney's office in the district where they have been farmed out to as a lead, and on and on it goes. I'm going to come back to that in a moment, but I wanted to share with you uh we 'll talk more about that. I wanted to share with you uh, i 've mentioned a couple of times on this program if you listen regularly you 've heard uh heard me mention this person probably not by name and i 'm not going to mention her name now, but it 's a it 's a a woman a lady she 's been in prison and uh she was she said where she was in prison in washington state i 'm not going to even say which one but we 've got we get several uh several notes and comments and things from people in prison that listen to this program. And I'm sure there are some of you listening now. But this person has been in prison, but she's out now. And I got this note in the mail It got to me yesterday, and uh, it says, Gary, it's your old friend and her name, so-and-so. I'm not in prison anymore. I'm assuming she was released because she's serving the Lord now. But she said, I'm not in prison anymore, and I've been on quite an adventure with the Lord. But I found your radio show everywhere I've been, and I've kept my prison radio uh, to use it to this day. It has scratches to mark the stations that your show is on. So I can find them easily, is, is the intent there. God bless you. With this note was a $20 bill, a cash, $20 bill. I had to remember and smile, while this person was in prison, she would send notes and a $5 bill. So things are looking up, I think, for her, and I hope they will. And if you're listening today, and I think you listen almost every day from what you've told me in your notes, just stay on the path you're on and keep your adventure with the Lord and keep looking up, and keep walking with the Lord, and it's good to hear from you. Thank you for sending me this note, and thank you for your $20 contribution. And to all of you who support this, I hope all of you have not been in prison or are not presently in prison. I think that is not the case, but thank you so much for your support. I It means a great deal to me because it allows us to be on the radio and to share what I believe God has put heavily on my heart. I feel very, very strongly about what we're doing here because I believe we live in an unprecedented time. Things are things are today, for the most part, like we have never seen them in our lifetime. I hear the phrase again and again, I never thought I'd see the day. I find myself saying that. I never thought I'd see the day when things in America would get to this point. But they are. And your support allows us to speak the truth to the best of our ability each day and always point you to the Lord, to Scripture, because that is ultimately our salvation. It is our, our balance in life. Without that, we are like a ship blowing across the waves without a rudder without a guide, even without a sail. So I thank you for supporting this effort. We could not do it without you. We would simply be gone off the air. Every month, we have a budget, and each month, those of you who feel led to do so send us contributions, and here we are. It's been several years now, so thank you so much. We are approaching some times that are even more trying, I think, than what we have seen in the past because of the way things are shaping up politically, culturally, spiritually. Thank you. We need, we need to be a voice in this darkness and in this confusion. And you're standing with us. So thanks. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 988 zero zero nine box three nine nine Bellevue nine eight zero zero nine. You can also contribute online on our website faith and freedom Well yesterday Rasmussen published they published a um, latest survey on America how they feel about the direction of the country. They do this almost on a weekly basis Yesterday's, yesterday's report found and I don't think anyone is surprised, but let me mention it anyway. They found that only 28% of likely voters think the country's headed in the right direction. That finding is down two points from week before this last week. Only 28% think the country is going in the right direction, but the reason for the wrong direction is actually what divides the country. And that's what I'm talking about today, this division about if you voted for Trump, if you even questioned the 2020 election, then you are among the tens of millions of people who are trying to overthrow the Constitution and destroy our democracy. That's the divide in America today. It really isn't political, it's ideological. It's ideological. This is, this whole event, and the the way this thing is marching forward with a man who sometimes can't even speak coherently leading the parade, it's amazing to me. I can't believe that America would elect someone as challenged. You know, and we all, I mean, age happens. We all get to a point where maybe we're not quite as quick and sharp as we once were, but we're not running for president of the United States either, and more so, we're not getting elected, if we do. But here we are. Now he's saying that he may run for a second term in 2024. We'll see about that. I mean, there's people very close to him that are are trying to figure out how to gently tell him he's not going to run, but that's another matter. But Rasmussen reports findings seem to hinge on the same issue. There is a profound mistrust in America today, and rightly so. In a troubling sign, the Biden administration views distrusting American citizens as dangerous and subversive. The public learned this week that the FBI has been reading private Facebook posts and labeling the writer a domestic terrorist threat if you question the 2020 presidential election. Those comments then earned the Facebook user his or her, her own investigation by their own disapproving government, so the the right doesn't trust the left because they think, and I believe personally, there were a number of provable, questionable actions that took place during the twenty twenty election. Did Trump win the election? I don't know, but I do. I do know. I mean, there were states that just did not even apply their own laws in the state to the election laws and policies. I mean, it, it, I, I've talked about that in the past. There were a number of states, some of them swing states. But President Biden, a complicit and faithful press, and a few disgruntled Republicans have led about half of America to believe that almost all conservatives and Republicans are extremists who are about to destroy our democracy with their views and actions, it included in their views and actions, would be those Christian views and actions, biblical ones. But mostly it's their belief. It is their policies, but mostly it's their beliefs. The litmus test is the 2020 presidential election. Why? Because we're coming up on the election, the midterm. In an exclusive story published this week in the New York Post- they quote the Department of Justice whistleblowers, and there's more and more people coming out of these agencies that are saying, Boy, there's corruption at the top, but there's many of us in the institution that love our country. We understand that people have differences of opinion politically, and we want we want to do whatever we can do to help our country. And we don't we, we don't want to get fired, but we don't want to continue and be complicit with what they, the corruption at the top of these agencies are doing. And I believe that. I believe there are many good people working for these agencies, but there is corruption at the top. There is no question about that in my mind. The FBI, secretly online messages to the FBI. Uh, Facebook has been sending this stuff to the FBI, we've learned. The whistleblowing allegation only gets more stomach-churning as you read more of it, and I have been. Those social media comments were sent straight to the FBI's domestic terror unit, headquartered in Washington, D.C. From there, the key central office forwarded the red flag comment to the local FBI office. At the local level, then, there is a subpoena that's issued by the U.S. Attorney's Office in that area to read and review other messages by the author. One whistleblower told the New York Post, not the Washington Post, the New York Post, a more... a more trustworthy, for sure, news organization, told the Post the people being spied upon were gun-toting, red-blooded Americans who were angry after the election and shooting off their mouths and talking about staging protests. But this whistleblower said there was no criminal findings, nothing, nothing about violence or massacring or assassinating anyone. And they keep looking and looking, trying to get some cases to bring them to the forefront. One whistleblower said, Not one of those investigations led to an arrest or anyone for domestic terrorism, but every person investigated was a conservative, a right-wing individual. Only Republicans and conservatives were investigated as domestic terrorists. This is someone out of the FBI secretly telling the press... A DOJ source told Miranda Devine, she's a journalist, an outstanding journalist, by the way, for the New York Post, that these investigations were done outside the legal process and done without probable cause. Most of us remember the firestorm that was created in Virginia some months ago when a Democrat candidate for governor claimed parents did not have the right to decide what and how their children were going to be educated in public education. Remember that? Glenn Youngkin ended up being elected the governor over that issue of the government interfering with children and how they're how they're educated and cutting out the parents. Well, this is the same thing in a different venue. It has to do it has to do with freedom of speech and expression. US Department of Justice promised to bring together Three DOJ divisions themselves, the U.S. Attorney's Office and the FBI, to form a task force to prosecute parents from un- with unwelcome opinions about public education, government-run schools. The Virginia issue, as I said, put a Republican in office, Glenn Youngkin, who is outstanding, in Virginia. The left has created an environment of mistrust. I believe because they have no real plan for America. They have no vision. And the Bible says where there's no vision, people perish. And that's true spiritually, but it's also true in our everyday life, in politics, in the carrying out of life day to day. If people don't know where they're going, they're never going to arrive. They always keep saying, the left keeps saying, we're making progress, we're making progress, remember that statement and see how many times you see them or hear them say that they're always saying that because it's meaningless making progress to where or to what they don't know because they have no vision other than personal power and personal enrichment. In many cases, most cases the Biden is family is an example, but they're not the only ones. Abraham Hamilton, the third, he's a black man. He's an attorney Hosts a radio show on American family radio he was talking about this the other day, and I picked up a piece of it. It's, he was talking about law enforcement. He's an attorney. He was talking about law enforcement to investigate a person's unwelcome opinion about obtaining a subpoena. And he was talking about this very issue. He said, I graduated law school in 2006. He said, I could, could not and did not imagine that we would be in a place where we are now in our country where you literally have an official government apparatus being turned against the American people. And we Americans are witnessing a new reality unfolding right in front of our eyes. The left often says democracy is under attack. It is. But by all accounts, it's not the right or the conservatives that are attacking democracy. It is the policies. It is the efforts. It is the campaigns. It is the political campaigning of the left of the leftist view, so-called progressivism. Progressivism is nothing more than old Marxism and humanism repackaged in cultural Marxism. It's the same thing. Earlier this summer, the American public watched the Biden administration pause its plans. Remember when he announced he was setting up a disinformation governance board at the Department of Homeland Security. That plan has been put on hold now because of the outrage, and particularly the outrage directed at, they just blistered the director that he named, this Nana Jankowicz. She has a history of sowing disinformation, even praising censorship. She's a nutcase. This looming problem is that more than half of America meets the left's loose and dangerous definition of a terrorist in this new reality. So by the government, by the federal government's self-determined standards, a non-complimentary news story about FBI whistleblowers meets that definition. One can see clearly how biblical preaching is going to be viewed in this so called new reality. And we'll be talking more about that if we're still around. <laughs> I'm kidding. Maybe not. We'll be talking more about that. If they don't accept traditional values in the nation, they won't accept biblical preaching. Thanks for being with me today. We'll see you tomorrow.